Hi, welcome to the Rise and Align podcast. This is your host, Rashonda Yates. And if you feel like you can't stop eating a food, it could be cookies, it could be chips, ice cream, and you can't stop eating a particular food until the entire quantity of it is gone, then you're probably experiencing things like you keep eating even when you feel stuffed. You know you don't want to keep eating something, like maybe you're not even enjoying it anymore, but you you feel simultaneously like you don't want to miss out on it. So you just keep eating it anyway, and then you feel guilty afterward. Maybe when you start eating, you feel out of control and you can't get yourself to stop. Or maybe feeling like you want just something else after eating, even though you've had a full meal and you just feel like, I just need something. So if this is something that you're experiencing, then I'm going to share with you my story of how I stopped this behavior and pattern for myself. Um, The story that led to the creation of my program, Eat With Balance, and how I help others to do the same, how I help guide other women and coach them into doing the same. So if that's something that you're interested in, then stay tuned. Keep listening. I'm going to share with you my story of how I went from, you know, struggling with feeling out of control to stopping that out of control behavior and being able to release weight that has never come back on. So keep listening. So in order to, you know, um, share this story with you, I have to go back um, to really 2009, 2008, 2009, somewhere thereabouts where I began struggling with binge eating. It was in... Um, my role, I was teaching at the time and I was pretty wet behind the ears, new teacher and felt extremely overwhelmed with my, with my role in my job. Um, and I didn't know how to handle myself in that role emotionally. Um, a lot of things professionally, like there were just a lot of things that I didn't know and I was overwhelmed and that overwhelmed feeling was the feeling that I was seeking to stop. Um, for me, it felt very uncomfortable. Um, it, you know, was something I can understand it a lot better now than back then, but I just remember feeling the need to comfort myself. I had I needed to comfort myself from just the stress that I was feeling. And I found myself um one day I went to McDonald's to you know get something to eat and I remember the feeling that I had when I took a bri- specifically of the fries <laughs> from McDonald's. I still remember it. Like even to this day, I still remember how that feeling of comfort washed over me. And just for a moment, it everything felt okay. And literally, you know, it was soothing me. 
And, you know, I went back the next day and the next and the next. And as you can imagine, weight came on me so rapidly because I was going, I don't know if you can hear, by the way, my dog is chewing on a bone right now. Um, So I apologize if that is uh, coming through that crunch, but I, I gained weight and it was really the first time that I felt um, like my weight was out of control. And I started to look into solutions for that, you know, um, specifically back then, I think I went to what was then Weight Watchers. It's now, I think, WW. Um, and that began my journey of this battle between two extremes. An urge to just stuff my face and eat versus the desire to control my weight. Fast forward, you know, um, 10 years and I went through just this, this pattern that I described to you over and over and over and over again. It resulted in my weight fluctuating um, as much as 50 pounds throughout that time. And it resulted in me being over 100 pounds overweight from what, from my healthy weight that I had been prior to that. And over those years, you know, I went through so many different frustrating experiences. So I'm going to share with you just a couple of them, just so you can get an idea of where I was at one point. Um, so for example, I had an experience where I was struggling to stop myself from just eating tons of sugar. And I remember trying to get this behavior under control um, and not having found the key to this yet. And I was trying to moderate my eating just, you know, um, with the whatever I could um, think of to do, you know, so I would do things like, okay, I'm going to throw, I'm going to eat a bite or two of this until I feel like I am satisfied, you know, like I've had enough of it, and then I'm going to throw it in the trash. So I did that one night. I went to Outback Steakhouse, and I got what, I don't know if they still have this or not, because it's been years, but they had something called like, I think it was called like a salted caramel skillet cookie or something like that. And... I took it home and I ate some of it and it came with ice cream, I think. And then there was a moment when I was like, you know, that's probably good. Like, I feel like I've had enough of that. I got to taste it or whatever. So I threw it in the trash. Well, a few hours passed and I could not stop thinking about it. You know, I just, my mind kept going to, I didn't finish the cookie. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't let it go. And so... I did go into the trash and figure out like how much of it was not touching the garbage. Like how much could I scrape off of it and what I could scrape off of it that didn't touch the actual trash I ate. Um, So that's one example of an experience that, you know, was for me, 
what I would have described as an insane behavior at that time. <laughs> you know, it just, to, it didn't make sense. It was like a, a behavior that really, when I analyzed it in the light of day, so to speak, it was like, how, what sane person does that? You know, um, another thing that, um, you know, another pattern that I would do And this particular pattern, I remember it left me feeling embarrassed and ashamed of myself. Now, that doesn't mean that this pattern is a shameful behavior. It's just how I felt, okay? So um, I would do things like I would go drive around to different fast food establishments because I was at one point very attached to fast food. And I would, I would have said that I felt addicted to it. You know, I craved it. I would think about it. Um, and I would think about it and try to resist it and fight it. But then eventually I would just give in, you know? And then once I started down that path, it was like, okay, I have to go and just do get everything I can think of everything I'm craving. And so I'm trying to think back to what exactly that would be. So like, for example, when I was teaching at um, a charter school in New Orleans, I would come home or no, I would leave school and I would go immediately to this place that's in Louisiana called Raising Cane's um, Chicken Fingers. I would go there and then I would maybe drive to... Um, the Walgreens and at the Walgreens, all this was just like, I was living, I was living in my dad's house at the time. So this was all on like the same street. And so I would stop at the Canes first. And then on the way, um, then I would go down this further down the road to the Walgreens. I would stop there and I would pick up a Ben and Jerry's, a Maricone Dream. <laughs> That's the specific flavor it was. Um, and then I would get a Twix. And at the Raising Canes, I would always order what was called the Caniac. Again, I don't know if this is still a thing, but I would order the Caniac, which was what that means. It was like the largest order of chicken fingers you could buy. And it also came with like fries and bread and a drink. And so I would get a lemonade and I would get, I think I would, Often, oh, they came with coleslaw too. So I think I would replace the coleslaw with extra fries, you know? And so the, the Caniac meal from chicken, from, uh, Canes. And man, this has been a long time since I've thought about this. (laughs) And thinking back, you know, just going back to that to that memory of like really just how much food I was truly consuming, how many calories I was truly consuming, you know, fried foods, fast foods, how much sugar, like I would eat the entire pint of Ben and Jerry's. I would eat the entire thing of Twix. This was not like a weekend thing, you know, like a special occasion. This was like something that I was doing night after night after night. And looking back on that I, right now, I am just like, <laughs> again, it's, it's, 
it feels like two different lives. You know, the contrast is so striking. Um, And then sometimes that wouldn't even be the end of it. Like I would get a glass of wine and like, you're probably picking up on the fact that this was extremely numbing behavior. Like this was me trying to check out, okay, um, of my life because I didn't, I didn't feel like I could handle the emotions that I was experiencing. And it was also very isolating for me. You know, I was, again, I was living at my dad's house at the time. And I think at least one of my brothers was there and maybe um, another one. Well, three, it it would have been three of my brothers, um, including my brother, Emmanuel, who is on the spectrum. And, um, but like my dad was there and my mom had already passed by then. But instead of going like into the family room and connecting with my family members or going to the kitchen and cooking a nice meal and maybe sharing that with family, which is definitely something I would do today based on my values and the way I live my life now. Instead, I would go and shut myself off into a room, isolate myself and eat all of that food, every single bite. Not a morsel was left behind. (laughs) all by myself. And I would watch House of Cards on Netflix. That was, you know, my life. It was work all day long and then come home and do that be the behavior, that ritual would really what it, what it felt like, and then wake up the next day and do it all over again. Imagine that, like, how I see the life that I had back then and now, it's a small life that I had compared to this life now. It was small, it was myopic, it was tunnel vision, it was, you know, I mean, I'm right now I'm just really sitting in awe because it's been a while since I've thought about this, you know. Anyway, I want to move this forward. So what happened? Well, You know, if you have been on a healing journey of stopping binge eating for yourself and reconnecting with yourself and changing your relationship with food, you know that it is not a linear path. But there were certain things that shifted for me that were paradigm shifts. And the best way I can explain it, and I say this all the time, it was as if, you know, all of a sudden one day I opened my eyes and realized that the sky is actually not blue at all. It's actually purple. That is what happened in my life where I was able to see what was behind the behaviors and patterns that I was doing with my eating. And so I had um, several sort of, um, moments that led to this big paradigm shift for me. And one of the first ones was when I realized that just because I had an urge to binge or to even satisfy a craving doesn't mean that I had to follow that urge. I could 
behave differently than the urge. And it didn't have to feel like an internal fight. It didn't have to feel like an internal battle. And this was when I learned about something called urge surfing. This is when I learned this process that allowed me to navigate that uncomfortable, itchy feeling and get through it without acting upon it. So that was the first big thing. The second big thing was understanding um, my own shame and what role that was playing in it. How feelings of shame were actually keeping me attached to the pattern. That was the second big thing. When I found a community that I could share what I was going through and other people understood what I was going through, they shared as well. We were very open and honest with each other. And that took away that shame because as Brene Brown says, shame can't survive the light. And then the third big thing was reprogramming my subconscious um, identity. When I understood that the way that I saw myself, the stories, the generational narratives um, and beliefs that I had about myself, about my body, about weight, about food, all these things were actually um, things that were keeping me going back and slipping back into the old pattern. Once I resolved that and I shifted the way I saw myself, that was the final key that allowed me to finally crystallize everything and to integrate everything into being a naturally um, balanced eater, someone who could easily um, moderate my eating, who could indulge if I chose to, but didn't have to binge on the food, you know, who could um, be active and that feel like a natural extension of who I am. And then, you know, now today where I'm at is I actually help others to do this as well. And the way that I do it is number one, based on my own experience, having struggled with it myself. Today, I'm sitting at, I'm doing math right now. Um, geez, let me see. <laughs> I got to do math, but I'm sitting at around like 65, 70 pounds lighter than my highest weight. Um, and it's not a struggle to do that. Um, I can easily prepare healthy foods for myself on a, on a habitual basis. Um, that used to be hard for me. That used to feel overwhelming for me. So, and now I help other people, other women like you to stop the binge eating pattern. And when you stop the binge eating pattern, that's what opens the doors to all these other results. All these other results that I shared with you are really a byproduct of that single change, which is stopping the binge eating pattern. So that is what I want to share with you today. I had hoped to keep this a lot shorter, but apparently I had a lot more to share <laughs> than I realized. So if you are ready to stop binge eating, you know, if you're someone who feels like you cannot stop eating once you start, 
then I would love to support you with this. I have a free live training going on this week, starting this week, where I'm going to be sharing my number one technique to feel in control around food. In this training, I'm also going to be sharing the three keys to stopping any bad habit, as well as how to eat one Oreo instead of feeling like you need to eat the entire package, which was inspired from my most popular podcast episode on this podcast, which is actually podcast number one, episode number one, if you haven't checked it out yet. So if you want to be a part of that training, go and register, save your seat at rashandiates.com slash EWB live and register to save your seat. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Rise and Align with Food podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.